0: Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with
1: me, as per usual, is Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Hey, we should really start recording our uh, pregame before we uh, before we do the podcast, because we bring up a lot of interesting points during the pregame, and uh, I don't think some of them even make it to the air, as <laughs> as, as we discovered tonight. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. We're going to try to get them all in here to this time, so we can, uh, you know. You get a lot of those points in. We got a lot of things in there. We've got a lot of other things that we talked about before the show. And uh we've got a lot to talk about here. A lot of yeah. vitriol. Yeah, like how about them of,
1: packers? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that is that is exactly where everybody is at at this point, I think. So we'll start off by mm-hmm. saying that of course you can follow this show on Twitter at Sconnie Johnny Pod. You can follow me at not so humble host, and you can follow Aaron uh on Twitter. Aaron, why don't you give everybody your wonderful feed.
1: Yeah, it is uh, at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk. You can find a uh, large uh, piece of scorched earth there, which (laughs) is me just absolutely destroying the Packers yesterday and uh, thoughts I will be sharing with you in uh, uh, about a minute here. Yep. All right.
0: Anyhow, big sigh as we head into this, and we're going to start everything off here with Packers in what we like to call our main event. Starting things off with... The main event. All right, Aaron. So the main event is Packers, right? And I don't know what else is left to say about this.
1: It's Uh, the era of love, man. We've seen the last snap of Aaron Rodgers in a Packer uniform. I know it. He got benched with 10 minutes left. Yeah, I saw a thing where they're like,
0: Aaron Rodgers' thoughts on the games and his thoughts on getting benched for for love. He didn't get benched. Like the game was over, it was really over, and <laughs> they put in the back. That that has happened, I don't know how many times in Rodgers' career. Uh, yeah. The number of times too, where it's happened in the opposite is more likely. Where we're ahead by so much, he comes out, and
1: nobody's like, "Oh man, here it comes." I know, but I can't remember the last time a backup quarterback came in with ten minutes left in the game. It's usually like five minutes or lower. You know, that was yeah, no, was it was bad. Yes. That was like putting in a position player to pitch in the seventh inning.
0: <laughs>
1: they I'm dead up. serious. Like, yeah. I mean, that's like, well, we still have a quarter of the game left here to work with, but nothing's going right, so we're just gonna we're gonna quit now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean yeah. the 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 uh, the Patriots were still down by what three touchdowns in the Super Bowl to the Falcons with ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know, it's possible to come back. Like, you can do it. It's been done. Not a lot, rarely, but it happens like that. Just honestly was them saying, well, nothing's working here. We're going to put in the backup with almost one fifth of the game left. 20% of the game has not been played. And here's the backup. Have fun. Who played well, by the way, I would, I would like to mention. And and here's the thing, like he he, was, he was graded better than almost everybody except for Elton Jenkins on the game.
0: Yeah, he ended up, what was it? It was uh, 5 of 7 for 68 yards, which is mm-hmm. 9.7 a play. He also got sacked once for 4 yards, and he had a 102.1 rating. It's late in the game. Like, like honestly, you can't put too much in yeah. a lot of that because yeah. the Saints had started pulling a couple of their starters, though not really a lot of them because they were still, like, getting snaps. No. No they
1: they were they were still out for blood man. They they weren't they weren't going to let off the they weren't going to let off the gas.
0: Yeah, this was what they say the first quarterback to have five touchdowns and under 150 yards passing since like 1948 I think they said.
1: Yeah, it was and and Jeez. like I told you during the during the pregame um at one point he had 90 98 or 99 yards and four touchdowns. He had four passing touchdowns and under 100 yards passing. It's crazy. Yeah absolutely nuts and then it was that 55 50 some yard bomb was the next and only pass the next yards and touchdown that he had it was an amazing it looked good and you know sidebar everything else and you know boohoo packer fan stuff um i've always liked Jameis winston um he 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 had one bad year in tampa bay which was only bad by one statistic and that was how many interceptions he threw right and um I think with more time he would have been fine, and I think the Saints have stumbled into a great successor to Drew Brees because guys got all the intangibles. It was just he was making poor mistakes with ball control. Well, now he's got Sean Payton coaching him. Um, he got to sit behind Drew Brees for a whole year. Yep. Um. Got to reset himself. He looked really good. He looked. He looked like the the Florida State quarterback that won a national championship.
0: Like, yeah, and this is like. We talked about this, and okay. we didn't get to talk about all of this because we were very much out of it by the time that uh, this game was rolling around. You could see that Marshawn Lattimore was hurt, and mm-hmm. you know we several of the receivers were just not going to play. Like, no receiver had more than three catches mm-hmm. in this game. I mean, like, yeah, they didn't throw for a lot of yards, but it's like uh, Juwan Johnson had three catches, two of which were touchdowns. He was
1: owned by less than 5% of people in fantasy football coming into this weekend.
0: Deontay Harris had two catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Troutman, who is probably the one of the better re- left uh, on that team. I mean, he's the tight end.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the Mark, actual tight end, not Mar- Juwan Johnson.
0: Right, and then Marquez Callaway, who was the best receiver left. Chris Hogan, Alan Kamara caught three. Ty Montgomery caught one. Tony <laughs> Jones Jr., just unbelievable. They're
1: very, they're very surgical in their offense and um, very efficient. Uh, Kamara played well. Jameis Winston, uh, how many rushing yards did he have? He must have at least 60 or 70 rushing yards. 37. Is that it? It feels like a lot more than that, because there was a couple of them that he he started early. He had several early and well, that would make sense because I really didn't watch much in the second half. (laughs) I was doing other things with the I mean. Yeah, Kamara I mean, has Kamara gets twenty
0: carries for eighty three yards. Tony Jones Jr. eleven carries for fifty yards. None of no rushing touchdowns. I guess Kamara gets the catch, which is a shovel pass. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean it's just like, it it really is this. They didn't do anything that on its own looked impressive. There there wasn't anything particular. There were, there was one big play, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, it looked like King thought he had safety help, and he clearly didn't. Um, somebody's wrong there. It was either huh. King or the safety. Huh. Weird. Uh, yeah.
1: I thought we corrected that. Huh. No, we're just doing it wrong. With Sorry, that was the royal we. That was the royal we, right. not the, I know I'm not a member of the Green Bay Packers.
0: Uh, Aaron was out there coaching. Uh, no, if Aaron were coaching, there would have been a lot. You would have heard him. On Sunday. You would have no. heard him on TV. John. Yeah, John,
1: the problem was the problem was on the offensive side there Aaron was coaching. Right, yeah. Not not you though. <laughs> yeah, not uh, the other. Packers
0: one. Packers couldn't do anything. There was nothing on offense that worked. Um no. Aaron Jones, five carries, nine yards. AJ Dillon is as close as we got to making something work. He had four carries for 19 yards. And then it got to a point where we basically couldn't run because we had to throw. We were down by so much. Rogers mm-hmm. completing just over fifty percent. I mean, he has a rating of thirty six point eight. Um
1: No and there was uh unbelievable. Um, you know, and the,
0: it was terrible. There was nothing right about the way he was throwing. Um there's that one where it looked like there should have been pass interference or no, there was I don't remember. There wasn't pass interference, I think, because they they were grabbing onto uh I try to remember if they did actually call it one with MVS going down the field. But You know what, even if they, I mean, there's just no way he could have gotten to that ball. If he doesn't slip at all coming out of that break, there's no way he gets to that ball. Aaron Rodgers missed him by forever.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, He missed a lot of guys. And uh, yeah. So, so, you know, Ken Angles, right? On Twitter, yeah. the, the money guy, the money guy, the cap cap guy. Yep. Yeah, his his followers have gone from one thousand to thirteen thousand real quick because he's a great follow on Twitter. Ken Engels, check him out. He's a he's not actually a capologist, but he is a certified public accountant. And uh, he he when a lot of people are when a lot of people are like, well, the Packers should do this this and that, and he's like, well, no, they can't do that because here's why. And he has spreadsheets and stuff. It's great, but <laughs> he had a tweet that. So, what's the minimum passer rating you can get if you just? Throw nothing but incompletions. It's like thirty nine point seven, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. You're he probably. had a, he had a quote at the end of the game that was just like, "Huh, I didn't realize that you the only way you could get a passer rating la- passer raider passer rating lower than thirty nine point seven is if you threw an interception, huh? Because Aaron Rodgers got a lower than thirty nine. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers would
0: have had a higher quarterback rating if every time he took a snap he just drilled it straight into the ground. Yes. That's how bad he was there. And that doesn't even take into account that just some of these incompletions weren't just like he missed a guy; Like he was not near several people on several plays. Um, well, and the,
1: com- and the comparisons coming out where the- he looked like 1819 Rodgers, which was the last year of McCarthy, where he was passing up good pa- short pass oh, yeah. opportunities looking for the long ball. And like yeah. the, when he had Aaron Jones running across the field, and he waited till the last minute to give it to him, which had him pinned up against the sideline, or the interception that was supposed yep. to go to Deva- that was supposed to go to Devonte Adams down the red zone. Like if he would just thrown it right away, right? Like Devontae would have had the ball in his hands with no one around him. It's as and if all the timing he, is off. Yeah, somehow. and that dude, that dude, and Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones in space, unstoppable. But instead, if you put them, give them the ball where they're catching it next to the sideline, they're stuck. They can't do anything. And it's like yeah. it it's it felt like he was ditching plays. And that's why I said the comment earlier about how uh if Aaron was coaching the game, no Aaron was coaching the game because it it I bet you, I bet you, bet you, bet you that there's no way that is the game plan that Matt LaFleur drew up. It Matt LaFleur is too smart to do that. But yeah. the thing is with Aaron Rodgers is that it's been you know, he can audible out of anything. He can basically call the game as he goes down the field. And in my humble opinion, I think management has, they they made it very clear often when Aaron Rodgers first came back and they brought back Randall Cobb and Goody said stuff along the lines of, oh no, that, well, we signed him, you know, when Cobb came back well, that we signed him for the quarterback I think I think that uh, management is 100 percent just saying, all right. Aaron Rodgers wants this to be the year of Aaron Rodgers. Let's let Aaron Rodgers run the team, just to show everybody what happens it, when Aaron Rodgers runs the team.
0: That is my I, my conspiracy theory on this is, let him do what he wants to do. No, As if you're just going it, to the other conspiracy theory is that he's
1: going to tank and he's going to tank the season on the Packers. I think the Packers are going to tank the season on him. Because right. no matter what, they're still going to get. If he has a good year or a bad year, someone is going to pony up a lot of money and a lot of draft picks for him in the trade. And frankly, you know what? If 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 the management wants to wants to make themselves look good and say, "Here, we let Aaron Rodgers have everything he wanted," and we went uh, four and thirteen, and we should never do that for
0: any quarterback ever again, nor should again. anybody. He didn't want to play the, in the preseason. and now we have the and now we have the fifth overall pick too. You're like, hey you know. Aaron didn't want to play in the preseason, so we didn't do it for him. And then he came out looking like this. Hey, you know who played the preseason? Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and everybody else. I mean, like, yeah, Matthew Stafford didn't he was also hurt the chunk of last year, actually hurt and is I don't know. He might have been even better that way, but I mean the Bears defense isn't <laughs> nearly as good as what he was facing <laughs> that, there. And also the other thing though, is the rest of his team did play. The biggest problem too, isn't just that Aaron Rodgers didn't play. No one else did either. We got a whole defense with a brand new defensive coordinator and none of them had played. Like what what were we expecting to happen? Our defensive line had not played together. Our offensive line has the first time they all lined up together in an actual game of any sort was that day. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. An offensive line needs cohesion. They didn't play their offensive line knowing they were shuffling pieces around and had to get things going. They didn't play anyone but the two rookies.
1: Okay, hey, I yeah. had a very underrated tweet yesterday. <laughs> Some someone tweeted out: um, NFC North goes zero four. NFC West goes four zero. And this is the uh, this is the other division we or this is the other um, uh, this is the other group we have to play this year. It's like he said, it's like as if everybody in the NFC North thought this was <laughs> their last preseason game. And my response to them was, oh, no, because the Lions and Vikings win in the preseason. So, <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, well, they had this one thing where people were like, oh, this is the... And people that I, I listen to and that I, I I trust greatly in the, the writing community and stuff too are like, well, you just burn this tape. No, you don't. You do that. And this <laughs> is the thing is... I said that out loud to a lot of people in the Acme Packing writing, and I said it to my wife and to other people, and then John Kuhn said it at the end of the game. He's like, no, you don't. You watch this. You rub this in the wounds because this is the only game. If this is week eight and this is a fluke, yeah, you burn the tape and you move on. It's like, this is the only game you got. You rub this in the wounds. You, you put the salt in the wounds, and you just you live with this because
1: this is This is everything you've got now at this point. And you have a complete. And you know what? In week eight, you know what? You're dealing with injuries. You're dealing with midseason. Everyone's bogged down. Everyone's beat up. You know, players are, you know, questioning, you know, where they're at with the team, you know, or, you know, and like maybe you're, you, you have a bad game or you just came off a huge win. You know, you just went, you just went out to San Francisco and knocked off the 49ers. And then you come back and you lose a stinker to Cincinnati at home because, you know, of the situation, that's not it. Like their team is completely healthy minus, I mean, Bakhtiari's hurt, but that's from last year. So the team that you knew you had coming into preseason, you still have them for the most part, except for some, you know, tertiary and, uh, you know, backup players, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is a team that you planned on putting out there. You didn't have a major preseason injury. This This is what you knew you had coming in. You the don't because the you played like dungeon, absolute right. garbage. And, and after the, and after the, and after the season, we, after the off season, we had to, and this wasn't lost on me during Sunday night football, you know, Tony Dungy, who I, I mean, does anybody not respect what that man says? He's like the Gandhi of football. He really is. Like <laughs> when he talks, people listen, right? Cause it's okay. Tony Dungy. He knows players. He knows coaches. He did both. He is a winner and he is a good man, right? And he even said something online of so like you're gonna sit here and like tell me that after this tumultuous offseason in Green Bay, that had nothing to do with the game today. I don't know what the offseason did. I think that the preseason definitely did because well, they didn't buy it. I think he just meant like in general, like everything leading up to, I, I was paraphrasing cause I didn't yeah, write yeah. it down cause I don't like facts, but basically alluding to like everything leading up to today's game. Did you think everything was going to be just fine? Like you're, you're an idiot if you think everything was going to be just fine. And what what's more frustrating about Aaron Rodgers' performance is that after watching the Tom Brady's of the world, you know, come out and it up and look hungry and the Jameis's and the, Bridgewater's and you know, even, I mean, even um, uh, Browns quarterback, um, Mayfield, Mayfield, Mayfield was Mayfield. in every commercial. I can't believe I forgot his name for a second there. Yeah, um, like all played like they wanted to win. Even even Jared, even Josh Allen in a losing effort, looked like he wanted to win. Aaron Rodgers looked like he didn't even want to be there. And right. after, we'd have the been big better off with Andy made, Dalton at that point
0: because Andy Dalton looked ready. Looked like he had been prepared and like he was there to play football. Aaron Rodgers looked like he was kind of expecting it to roll and then it didn't. And then I don't know. Here's the thing I'm going to say on this though, is that we were all concerned at the same point, this saints team was a very beatable team and the Packers Mm -hmm. just didn't, they were that bad off. I didn't think it would be this bad. I do think it gets better from here on out. The one thing I don't know is how good is this defense? What is, what is, Barry do to improve this defense because they have never played together. Not once with a brand new defensive coordinator. They have not played this defense together. Barry, Barry Alvarez. Did you know that
1: Jake Ferguson was his grandson? Anyways.
0: No, (laughs) Uh, but I mean like Joe Barry, like what is this defense? What is it going to look like? We look like we play a lot of zone, even though all of our cornerbacks are good man coverage guys. And we're sitting in zone all game long Hanging off, letting them complete seven yards whenever they want it. Just mm-hmm. surrendering five-yard plays because we can't be bothered. And it's like we have the horses to do it. We just won't. And it just seems like, I don't know. I'm not pleased with Joe Barry. I'm not happy with anything that happened to this team. But I will say this. This offense will get better because this team will, you know, you say like everybody regresses to the mean. No, this team will ascend to the mean of who they are. They will move back towards their career averages because that's generally what happens in these ones. When Rodgers doesn't play in the preseason, he tends to stink for four games or so. But Mm -hmm. by the end of the eighth game, he's kind of back to average Rodgers again. Like By then, his overall numbers are kind of back to average season numbers. These will get better. But this was a very injured Saints team uh, coming off a lot of changes, brand new quarterback, missing some other parts here and there. Receiving core is depleted. Uh, backup running back is nothing, and they ran not, all over us. Not even playing at their home stadium with yeah. all their fans gone and all that. They they still just walked this team. How do you feel about playing Detroit next week?
1: You forgot to mention the part about how the players all had to move their families to Texas too after right. the hurricane. Yeah, so they're displaced and they're it's just like hurricane uh, katrina almost almost identical scenarios for for the saints mm-hmm. at least not on, not in big picture stuff but um and before i go to detroit i just i'd like to say that you remember how when we were picking our scores last week you picked 31 21 i picked 27 <laughs> 20 do you remember how apprehensive i was like i just remember like you're like i was like 10 points i am like i i don't even know if i should give him like a touchdown like cuz i thought it was going to be closer than that like I, I I mean I, I didn't have a g- real warm fuzzy about the game in general. You know, not losing thirty-eight to three. No. <laughs> but uh I I don't think I mean if I if if I could have picked that I should have been over in Iowa putting down two thousand dollars on the game <laughs> and on and, and hammering the under too. Um but uh I don't think yeah. they made the over under. Anyways, nice. um <laughs> just because of the Packers. Um yeah, Packers didn't do anything, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was a listless performance, and uh, and after your little speech there about they're going to aggress to the mean, Aggress, is that the word? word? I said ascend, aggress. ascend to the mean.
0: That sounds good. Okay. I like aggress. That sounds good. I'd re- I'd like yeah, them to do that
1: instead of regress. You aggress to the mean. I don't know. I, yeah. Anyways, because I've never heard it the other way around. Anyways, progress. Um, I uh, I'm I'm not as positive as you are, and uh, I think it's uh, because I think after last week after talking about on this very program this very podcast that you know aaron Rodgers was on um mcafee show saying there's not that big of a rift in between and then i start to get to thinking about what i was talking about there like the conspiracy theory i just brought up you know it's all conspiracy because nobody knows unless you're there um but like i am wondering if the packers management this is this has a we've seen this before in our lifetime it happened with brett Favre. Basically, the management at one point just kind of went, uh, like towards the end, was just like, "I guess this is the Brett Favre show now," because of you know the fans or the popularity and everything else like that. And it, year after year of f- Favre, you know, flip flopping on retirement. Finally, they just you know they they had Aaron Rodgers, they had a guy they're ready to move forward, and this guy, okay, you done or not? You done or not? You, you done or not? Oh, oh. Okay, we're gonna trade you because we got to move on now. And I think that's what this year is to. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it's, you know, okay, yeah. uh, you know, you had an MVP season that was like off schedule for us because the year before that was a little, eh, you know, eh, or, you know, you had this comeback year, but the year before that, at the end of McCarthy, you were in eh, like, you know, and the, it was, it was an outlier season. And I think, and then after the off season, that was, I think the, I think the team is really just going to be all right. This is Aaron Rogers show. Like, we're let's show, let's show everybody. Let's let him have the reins. And, you know, we've already discussed this, but so I, I don't think it's going to go up from here. And, You know maybe the maybe the 49ers took the pedal off the gas on the lions but the lions did crawl back into that game yesterday you know dan campbell was right they're gonna chew at those legs they're gonna eat them because they're ankle i want i want people that can. i want people that can put someone in a body bag you know that's what dan campbell wants he sounds uh, so
0: dumb just so dumb i'm so tired of him already that that, that's
1: that swift comment was oh my god that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard a head coach say however however uh Uh. I don't think I don't I don't don't, I've I've always liked Jared Goff um um he did okay the Lions usually get up for the Packers in the last couple years here um for 20 years they didn't but in the last couple years they have um uh I I don't know man like
0: I think it'll be closer. They're giving it a ten and a half point Packers spread
1: right now. now that's ridiculous, but that's I think they're gonna win to... by that's, like that that's because they're trying to get the bets like... in. But I I don't I I don't know, man. Because like, I was so confident yesterday that the Packers were gonna like at least show up and like sort of show up and it might be close, but you know, they had every advantage they had every yeah. advantage. The Packers had every advantage in that game. The the Saints if the Saints would have lost 38 to 3, it would have been explained away in a second. Everyone would have just went, well, look at what the Saints are dealing with. They lost Drew Brees, everything you just said, you know, 2 minutes yeah. ago. But but that's not the case. That's it was the opposite way. The team that had everything against them didn't just squeak out a win they embarrassed the Green Bay Packers. Like if you listen to our national radio today, sports radio, if you listen to, I mean, people are just laughing at the Packers Yeah, and it's it's deserved. And, yeah. and in Garen Rogers case, it's deserved. You put yourself out there like that, like you're some football, uh, uh, like nobody uh, can
0: live without you. You're the, you're the head of everything and you're the, the, the right. The, nothing works without you. And you're like, okay. And I am the
1: Zen master, I'm the Zen master of football and I'm bigger than this game and I don't need this game. And, you know, like, I don't understand all this and I'm going to just take the whole off season and just disappear from the team and go hang out with this Hollywood actress I met, it's going to be great. And, uh, drama, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then obviously the one feeding Schefter and, you know, that's all great. You know, it's like, we joked about that too. You know, we, we just, we, we talked concerned about it during, about the preseason stuff last week too, but. You do that. You do that crap. You know what? You have to show up and you have to have a halfway decent performance. Like if you would have came out and just squeaked out a win, ah, whatever, you know, all forgiven. No, you came and did the worst thing you could have done.
0: It's probably the worst game of his
1: career. Like it might be the worst game of his career. Yeah. And this is after this season. Like if it was buried in the middle of whatever season, you know, like you said, like week eight, after being the 49ers week before, like we could write it off as that was a stinker. That was an outlier. Don't worry about it. Burn the tape. No, this comes at the heat. This comes on the heels of a terrible off season, uh, 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 an erstwhile preseason where nobody gave an, gave a, a flying crap about what was going on. The whole team fed into this loosey goosey Aaron Rodgers, Oh, football is just this thing and blah, 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 whatever bigger than life. And, duh, 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 duh. and then you do that. No, you, you deserve all the criticism and honest to God, like uh, I have never been more solidified in the, all right, it's time to move on to Jordan love. Like <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I'm not so, there. So, so, yet. so
1: leading, leading into, leading into what you were asking about the lions then, um, no, I, I don't think it's a guaranteed win against the lions.
0: I don't know how you could feel that happy about it. I think the Packers still win this. Um, one of the other reasons why, Jeff Okuda is now on injured reserve. Right. So Okuda is on injured reserve. Taylor Decker is on injured reserve. Tyrell Williams, their their best receiver, is now questionable. I believe he has a concussion. Um, but this is all the things you were telling me about the Saints last week, too. Yeah. And, <laughs> that I mean, they don't have a defense. I mean, I don't think the 49ers are all that good either, but we'll see in another week when we play them as well. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But I here's the problem. I like think, this team I did that's not get be ready. A by the way.
0: This game, this this team did not get ready to play. And they had an entire mm-hmm. offseason to get ready for one game and they didn't do it. And now, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to be concerned for a little while here. I think they'll look better next week. It's not going to be huge. They're not suddenly going to be thrown for 350 or anything like that, probably. But I think they'll look better this next week. Aaron's gotta start actually putting in the work. That's just you know they talk about like well you got to come in you got to put in the work that's how football works you have to you have to put in the work You're like but you guys didn't they didn't put in the work this this off season. they didn't put in the work in the preseason and here you are I think it'll still get better as we go I don't I don't know what to think of this Lions game I think the Packers win I don't think they cover I mean 10 and a half? are you kidding me with this um yeah. All right, Aaron, I'm done with it. I'm just done.
1: Uh, no, we got, we got to pick a score though, John.
0: Okay. I'm going to say <laughs> 25, 22
1: pack. I, I, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of burning the tape, I, I just threw away the uh, post-it a... note with last week's scores on it because I, yeah, I we don't that. even <laughs> need to look at that. Cause we just know we were both completely wrong. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, like I told you last year, um, you know, Call us homers because I think we picked the Packers every. I think you did not pick the Packers one week. If right. I'm correct, right? But if you would have picked, if you would have picked, the, and, and you were wrong, I think I was wrong. Yeah, but if you would have picked the Packers every game last week, you would have finished the season thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. So I mean that's yeah. really good. But so your scores were better. Um, All right. What do you got? I think I think I'm going to give <sighs> over unders forty eight. Just so you know. Yeah, there we go. I think the Packers are gonna win. It's not too much off from your score. It's gonna be um twenty seven twenty four. Mm. All right. Um, and it's gonna come down to the end. I know it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, everybody, let's move on to Badger football. Uh, Thank you. which was happier, but again don't don't get too excited about this, I guess I mean, like it's Eastern Michigan. the Badgers put up thirty four but they didn't really walk away from this team like they should have
1: um i was I was very impressed with the defense again though, like Jimmy Leonard's defense is really oh, good.
0: that like, stupid chase wolf pick to make it a a non shutout was was very frustrating because that defense did everything they they could do yes. against this team, except for I mean, they only got the the one turnover, just the the one interception of uh, Preston Hutchinson.
1: Well, because they didn't have to, because they three and outed them so many times, so yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, was... I guess I mean, I guess they could have spit in the other team. It's, they could have spit in their face and stomped on their chest like that dude from Eastern Michigan.
0: But yeah, that dude. Like he, not only did he do that, but at one point he made a tackle and then clearly looks to be like, was it Wolf? I can't remember if it was Wolf or or um, Mertz, but he like. Reaches inside his face mask towards his eyes.
1: That was, like, was Mertz. He, he tried to gouge Mertz's eyes, and then who's the are, young guy who scored his first touchdown? Um, Burger. Oh, no, the last, the last one who scored a touchdown for. Er, oh, Garendo. Yeah, okay. that was his first college. That was the one where he was spitting in his face. No. Oh, no, no. was it that one? Yeah. Either way, so he was spitting in some. He was spitting in people's faces when they were on the ground. And yeah. then he had that bit where he, like, literally walked across the field and stomped on Burger's chest, I think, right?
0: Yeah, and that was what caused the penalty. Like, they're trying to st- – he was stepping on and Berger. And then the Badgers got a penalty. In the end like, zone. And the quarter – and here's his um, – oh, who was the Gr- lineman? Gurendo.
1: It was Garendo. It was Garendo who got stomped on. That's what it was. And he was spitting in Burger's face. Either way, it was – No,
0: he's, he definitely stepped on Burger in the end zone. And it was then- Burger that
1: he stepped on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Garendo had the
0: long run. That dude can sprint. Did you hear yes. it? He had a ten point five one hundred meter dash in high school.
1: What? That ain't bad. That <laughs> jeez. Ain't bad. Ain't bad for a, ain't, ain't bad for a big kid who's not exactly a track runner. Um, He's, he's, a, yeah. he's a track runner because he No, ran no. I mean, I mean, I mean, slight framed like a track runner. Oh yeah. Like, no, he's he's yeah, a heavier like, kid than that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no. No ten five is good when you've got some bulk on you. Um. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, if the NCAA doesn't penalize Eastern Michigan for that, like, I don't know what constitutes. I mean, Albert Hainsworth basically got kicked out of the league for well, that stuff in the NFL. The penalty and is they was, have
0: to stay playing for Eastern Michigan. I no, think that's, that's the penalty. Is. I don't know. Malusi that's, that's looked very good. Malusi showed, though, that he is not a track athlete because he got caught from behind and what should have been a long touchdown. Uh, right. Turned into just, you know, only a 60-yard run down to like the seven. Right. Uh, Berger had 62, 92 for Garendo because he had that 82-yard run. Yeah. Uh, Malusi hit – seriously, Malusi hits 100 yards in the first quarter. There are still mm-hmm. Eastern Michigan players who were talking trash to him after stopping him for only a three-yard gain and then turning to the f- the crowd. Mm-hmm. And you're like He's turning to the fans oh. and, and, and like trying to taunt them. You're like, you are Eastern Michigan. You are losing. You have given up 100 yards rushing to one guy in a quarter. And what you God,
1: doing? they are trash. Did you see their coaches wearing bowling shirts? <laughs> Did you see that bit with shirts? with the or, or bowling shirts or like uh, mechanics shirts, like with their name tapes on the side? Oh, that's amazing. Oh my God, I was just yeah. I mean, talk about just a, a they're oh, weird. I almost, I almost cursed right there. I almost said pos, except real. Um, but yeah, like I mean, just a team that like doesn't belong. A and. N- I mean, yeah. I, I wonder if I wonder if half of the reason why the Badgers didn't do better was because the coaches on their sidelines were like having to hold the leashes back so that it didn't turn into a full out brawl. Like, I think part of it too is there was a specific. It, it, it looked like
0: there were some specific plans to work on things in this game that did not go well last week against Penn State. Uh, they were working specifically on several things in the running game. I mean, they had fifty-five rushes. Some of that was like towards the end, they weren't going to throw as much, but they did want to get, I mean, Graham Mertz is 14 of 17, 141 yards, uh, I mean, no touchdowns, but looked way better. That being said, it's Eastern Michigan, but the one thing you want to do is you want to build up his confidence, get him some completions, get him looking better, get him feeling a little better there because it's going to be a lot harder in two weeks when they play Notre Dame. In, Notre Dame in a quote unquote, neutral site game in Chicago.
1: um, yeah, I know. and uh, I mean, part of that not having a touchdowns is uh, the how many times have we been into the red zone this year? nobody no points are scored. So it's yeah,
0: yeah they got some of that out of the way too. Uh, looking yeah. a little better there and just finding ways to at least do little things that were going to look better on offense. Not so much to win this game, which was never in doubt. Like we said last mm-hmm. week, never in doubt. It's twenty-four nothing at half. Yeah. And then it was this game was practice. This was like a preseason game. The problem is they didn't have any tune up before Penn State and they were not ready
1: for it. And this week, and I, I, I think, I think people ready. said that about, about the Penn state game too, is like, maybe, maybe this thing about having to come out and play like a top rated team right off the bat, isn't the best idea because there is no preseason in college football. Maybe you do need to play a, a D, uh, 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 FCS, uh, it's, team to start, you know, it's don't ask, you Florida, don't ask, don't ask Florida state about playing an FCS team to start. But anyways, um, well. did you see they lost to Jacksonville state?
0: that's the thing that like, people got very excited for this Notre Dame <laughs> win over Florida state in overtime, but Florida state's bad. And then Notre Dame almost lost to Toledo. So it's going to be interesting in a couple weeks. We're not going to talk about Notre Dame just yet. Cause we got another week off for the Badgers coming up here. So that'll be interesting to see. And I can't remember if mm-hmm. Notre Dame plays this week. So we'll see what that looks like too. But there there's issues with that Notre Dame team and it needs not Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn is fine. Uh, right. He popped his, finger out and put it back in to go down the field and win yeah that dude's great i, I like He's him a man's man yeah but graham looked better he looked more comfortable back there his feet weren't bouncing around as much he was better on the move he climbed the pocket better he had the one fumble but that was the people are like oh look he just there's a group of people i have who just they will hate mertz no matter what because they've kind of made up their minds um, right. because he was bad last week and they're like look that's, that's told a weird you.
1: thing with college football fans by the way just it's a weird thing with a lot of fans you.
0: the best thing that you and i do is that we don't have a preconception on things and we'll admit mm-hmm. when we're wrong um <laughs> because there are so many people who are like you know they spent last week saying like preseason's nothing playing the preseason's stupid it's not going to affect them it clearly affects them they're like well you're just saying that because you believe that i was like well
1: it happens all the time there's a super strong correlation i mean <laughs> john's been saying this since we started this podcast in 2015 and i would change my mind
0: if they would change the the reactions like if they were doing something different i say like well the stats show me they do something different but they continue to do this it's the same um, thing every year and yeah. yeah i mean they're like well you just like the narrative i'm like but the narrative is what's happening so, until the narrative isn't what's happening, we can stick with what's happening. It's only the narrative because they keep doing it instead of, you know, what? like all these other, like, talk about Mertz. Like, Mertz look fine in this game. If you hate right. Mertz, you're going to say, well, it doesn't matter. It was is Eastern Michigan. And if you like Mertz, you know, then you're like, I guess you'd be ecstatic. I'm not ecstatic about this. This is a game where he should do exactly this. The game plan should be built towards making him feel more comfortable because the bigger games are coming. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah,
1: so that's, well, well, and I, and I've never understood the whole, you know, like 17 years in here, I can be mad at Aaron Rodgers and yap about Aaron Rodgers and, and clap back (laughs) about Aaron Rodgers because of the things that happened and, you know, uh, and because there's other plans in place too. And there's somebody else that's there that, you know, isn't the perfect replacement, but there is a replacement there that will be our replacement at some point. Um, but with, like, Graham Mertz, it's like if the the people that hate Graham Mertz just to hate Graham Mertz. What else are you going to do at this point? Yeah. He's your starting – he's QB1. Like, yeah, you better hope he gets his stuff together. You better hope he plays well because either – like, do you want the Badgers to win or do you want them to lose? Like – if you want them to win, then you should be hoping he gets better. And there's people who actively like I've never understood that act of fandom like yeah. I hope he gets worse. I hope our starting quarterback gets worse. Cuz it'll pick like, me right. The only time <laughs> the only time that is an acceptable football fan thought is when your team is already 3 and 10 and at that point you're like let's just get the number 1 overall draft pick. Like that's the only time it's okay to cheer against your own team. Um but like, I mean, to to sit and actively just be like, well, I hope Grand Murs fails miserably. Well, then you're hoping that the Badgers fail miserably. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. it's because and, also, they, and, and also and also too, you said. Sorry, I wanted to get back man, to you. Said something about Sorry, you you finish your thought first. Sorry. Well, I
0: say right. it's mostly you just rather that you're right than that your team does well, which is weird, right? And you're like last week, we still picked the Packers to win because I guess. To a degree, we knew what we believed about the preseason. We were hoping we were wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, our hope was that we were wrong. We were were not wrong, but we were hoping we were wrong. And that's people on Graham Mertz are like, oh, he looks bad. And then, like, I hope I'm not wrong about that. I hope he is bad. You're like, why?
1: Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So, Um, what were you saying? I I was going to say, Ches Malusi makes me appreciate Ron Dane even more. <laughs> um, Because Ches Malusi reminded me of Eddie Lacey when he got drugged down from behind. Like, d- dude's got moves. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, he can, he's quick off the ball. Like, yep. and he hits the hole and he's a good running back. Don't get me wrong. I like him a lot and I'm glad he's on the Badgers. But that, uh, that getting taken down from behind, that's a, that's a, you got 20 yards of sprint in you and that's about it. <laughs> um, Like, you're, when you smash the, when you smash the X button on the PlayStation for sprint, you know, and then <laughs> after you can't hit the X button anymore. Yeah. It's that's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's that's it. So, and that's why I appreciate Ron Dane because Ron Dane was built like those guys, but when he hit 20 yards, he got faster. Yeah. And that dude was explosive. Like once he got past once he got into the secondary, good night, dude, Ron Dane was a, a monster. God, if, he was. If only he'd ever been used correctly by the NFL yeah well it, don't go to the giants because the giants have been ugh, ugh. anyways so yeah All um right. no he was ron dane is one of the greatest college quarter college running backs ever like yeah. and it's not hyperbole like the size and how he moved and then yeah i mean when when chez got ran down from behind yeah, it's, it's unfortunate he's he's got a quick break but Ron Dane would have never been caught from behind except for maybe by Deion Sanders. You know, if Deion Sanders could tackle maybe Eric Stokes, but as we <laughs> learned from MBS, he's not the fastest person on the Packers anyway. So <laughs> sorry.
0: All right. Let's continue our ascension upwards in terms of Wisconsin sports at this point and go on to the Milwaukee Brewers who continue to roll. They get a big sweep of, uh, of the Cleveland soon to be Guardians coming up here. Uh <laughs> on,
1: just I not the Cleveland baseball team. The Guardians? Oh my
0: God. I like it. I like I it don't. because it it's a local tie. It's something specific, community related that everybody in that community will know and understand. And Aaron, you root for a team named after people who work in a meatpacking factory. So oh, what's what's uh,
1: what's the local what's the local tie?
0: Oh, it's the Guardians of Traffic. It's two large sculptures on this bridge. There are these gigantic okay. sculptures called the Guardians of Traffic. So oh, it's I, it's based off these these large local sculptures that are unique
1: to Cleveland. And oh, like, oh well, that's okay, cool. well that okay that makes it more palatable. That, I'll, I'll take that into consideration. So yeah, I, I was I was really hoping you, were, you know you were mad because thinking... you're
0: thinking of the seven uh, MPs and they suck yeah. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> No, hate you're, them you're we right. hate them so much the guardians
1: you're you're right but uh no no and it, i mean i guess i that 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 makes it better i, I will will be more appreciative of that now and i remember like when it was talked like yeah they should be named after the cleveland spiders that was a great name cleveland spiders was the worst Ooh. baseball team ever like why would you do that anyhow okay so yeah Not as good hey, as the fondlec so- Doc Spiders, which is a great name. The Fond du Lac right, Dock Spiders. So good. Still, still not the Rocket City Trash Pandas, though. No. That is, that is the new winner in the clubhouse <laughs> yeah. until further notice. I love it. <laughs> um, can they be our minor, minor league affiliates, please? Oh, um, someday. But uh, no. How about uh, 15 no-hit consecutive innings by Brewers pitching between Saturday and Sunday, by yeah. the way? And the, the second no-hitter. Here's the fun part that
0: I loved about the no-hitter. Um, who was the pitcher this this game when they they had the no hitter? Who was the the opposing pitcher?
1: It oh, it's uh, Pleseck's son,
0: nephew. It's Zach, nephew Zach nephew, yeah. Dan Pleseck yeah. was on the '87 Brewers with Juan yeah. Nieves. <laughs> so yeah. Dan well, Pleseck was it, it, on the what, team, it, and his nephew pitched against the Brewers. Those are the two no hitters. Pleseck involved what, in both.
1: Wasn't it the, the 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 Indians have been no hit three times this year and sack has been the pitcher for the right. Indians in every game. How sad is that? That's like that's insane. Gosh. I mean just like how like yeah, somewhere B- Ben sheets
0: is like, oh, I kind of know how that feels, but wow, <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> Plesac, or um, Ben sheets that one year when with uh, like Capuano won 18 games and there right. was Ben sheets just killing it. And he would always get only one or two runs in support. And then Cappy Wino would get six and he'd win six to four. And he's like, I get a W and Ben Sheets. is just got to be sitting there like, I hate you so much, Cappy.
1: That was, (laughs) yeah. Or just like Woodruff and Burns this entire first part of the season this year. Yeah. And they did
0: not get the sort of help that other, other pitchers on this team were getting.
1: So, so John, let's just get right to the, let's get right to the beef. Do you push? burns back up for the ninth inning or do you do uh-huh. what do what council did and bring in hater
0: i'd like to say that i agreed with council because it was the right goal but i would have put burns back out there i don't think you can i i don't understand how you do and good on on council i guess for disagreeing with you know guys like us i don't know what your pick is i guess but you know I would have put him back out there, give him the opportunity. It was a three-run lead. First hit, he's out. You know, like f- whatever it is. I think he deserved an opportunity. But yeah, you you got a no hitter. You got the win, and you know, do you know how much more money uh council makes if they get a no hitter? The answer is zero dollars. Um, but it's big for Burns. It was a big thing for his own player. So I guess the one thing you say is. You want to do right by your players, and uh, you wanted to give him that opportunity. But yeah, he was at 115 pitches, I think. And Council's here to win World Series. That's what he's trying where, to do. Uh, uh,
1: what have we heard from Burns yet? I guess I've... He didn't not, say a word. Okay. I haven't seen anything from him. So what I remember from it, because because it was really hard, because I was it, it was uh, Saturday night, and the Badger game was on. So... <laughs> I mean, the only place I could even hear what was going on with the game was, um, on WTMJ out of Milwaukee, because all the local stations around here that would usually be carrying, uh, Brewers baseball games were either covering, uh, all had the badger game on, right. Okay. Cause yeah, that's, yeah. you know, how the, how it works with team radio stations that calls cover sports. And so I had to do that. And then I, um, and of course it's on Bally's and, uh, so from all accounts, uh, Hook and Council went up to Burns in the dugout and were talking to him. And apparently there was no look on Burns' face of, you know, like, I, I, really, you're doing me dirty here. Like, it, I, I guess what it was, it, it was kind of a very, you know, like very concerned, like, you know. And, t- t- I mean, that last inning Burns pitched. He was lucky to get away without losing the no hitter in that inning. Because there was a great catch by um Kane. Yeah. Kane. And um and his he was losing his stuff. And you know, Burns hadn't pitched over that amount this so far. And yes, and it's 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 a hard thing to swallow sometimes. And Burns' best friend on the team is Hater like they're buddies they hang out it's you know they've got the same look going right <laughs> so it's kind of cool that they got to combine no hitter together and it, it's it was it's hard to swallow and the thing is that this is such a loser organization that has been so mired in not understanding how to win a championship for so long or even ever in the case of the brewers that they're more concerned about individual effort at this point and as fans, when they can't see the forest from the trees, Craig council the reason why we have been in the playoffs. Now it'll be the fifth year in a row and we've progressively gotten better except for last year, which you can speaking of burn the tape, you can burn the tape on the yeah. major league season last year. Yeah. Um, Cause everything was wonky. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Craig council the reason why that we have this team that we have and we're winning the way we are because he unites the players and he works them as an orchestra like he, they all have their parts right and i mean he let Hauser pitch that shutout last weekend and it was the the, the pitch count you know you know obviously fed into it but you could even see it going back and watching it like um Burns stuff was starting to lack in the 8th inning and everyone else is like, well, you throw him out there and you let him have the chance at a no-hitter. And even Tom Hardricourt was on um with Heller today and was talking about that. And he's like, even Hardricourt was like, no, you got to give him the chance. But then like he's like two days later, I'm thinking, Well, you know, what happens if he goes out there and, you know, he walks a dude on his first one and then comes back and the second player is a you know along at bat with a whole bunch of follow-outs you know and now he's 24 pitches in and he's got one out then what do you do
0: yeah and you got no one you got no
1: one up in the bullpen and it's only a three you know and now and now there's two people on base because he just gave up the no hitter and now there's two people on base and now you got burns on the mound burned and you're only up three nothing like Mm -hmm. what do you do like you know, yeah. and instead, you know, people can't see the forest from the trees. Instead, they got a combined no hitter. Whoopity do! It's a no hitter. First one in 34 years.
0: Yeah, so you gotta shut excited. up.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you
0: got eight no hit innings from him. I mean, he went, was it seven perfect, right? Before uh, six he walked perfect. somebody. Was six, it just six? Six perfect. Yeah. Okay. Six
1: took a perfect game into the sixth. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, like, now. it was just that. I get it. I would have let him go back out there, I guess, but I, I wasn't mad. There was nothing about mm-hmm. me that was upset about the choice, the call there at that point. Because, again, Council's job is to win games. He's there to mm-hmm. put the players in a position where they're going to win games, and he's wanting to make sure also that you know you get eight innings like that from Corbin Burns. Don't, don't let him be the reason this game falls apart because he pitched mm-hmm. splendidly for you. If it falls apart, it's your fault as the manager for letting him do that. And oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Imagine, imagine that too. The same Brewers, Brewers fans that were oh, yeah. uh <laughs> mm, almost swore again. All the same Brewers fans that were complaining that he got pulled early. If he if they would have let him go into the ninth inning and he would have lost the the, the no-hit bid and then lost the game, those same fans <laughs> would have been. Oh, well, he was already at 105 going into the ninth inning. He should have been pulled. People are idiots. Like, I mean, if you can't look out across America right now in the the current political landscape and see what people are doing and how people are acting. Yeah, 95% of people are idiots. I'm sorry. That's way too high, but there's a large number of idiots in this country and most of them are on Twitter and most of them are Brewers fans. So, yeah. So shut up. 95% of America are Brewers fans. That's fantastic. No, 95% um, of America's are idiots. But
0: well, I would but yeah, I mean most <laughs> of that 95% I guess. So it like? Are Brewers fans.
1: 47 48% of America's Brewers. All right. Out of way. Are posing posing as Brewers fans because Brewers <laughs> because as Brewers fans, you know, which I'm guessing most are just like Cubs fans who are teenagers living in the west suburbs of Chicago <laughs> um with with uh. Uh, with a prescription uh, drug addiction at age 16, who are sitting there uh, tweeting late at night because they don't know what else to do with themselves, uh, <laughs> pretending to be Brewers fans. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was All right. that was pretty well, detailed. Anyway, was anyways, anyways, but yeah, no, I mean, how can you be mad? Like it's 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 garbage. Like if you're mm-hmm. mad at the Brewers for anything at this point, you are a garbage fan. You're just a garbage fan.
0: All right, so yeah, the Brewers were playing the part before what we just talked about playing in Cincinnati. Before that, they had the Phillies for three games. You know, they got swept earlier in the year by the Phillies, but they came back this time. They got two out of three after that twelve to nothing loss to get a ten nothing win and a four three win. Uh, just you know, getting those series wins, sweeping the soon to be Guardians. And the what, what was just the, what are the worst mascots in baseball? Just Chief Wahoo is just one of the, how did that last as long as it did? Like you knew in the 80s that was a racist thing. It was terrible. But anyhow, I uh, get the Tigers coming up starting Tuesday. Just a two-game mm-hmm. set with the Tigers in Detroit. And then just one of the most magnificent things I've seen for a Brewer's schedule, 10 straight home games towards the end of the year getting 10 straight home games for Milwaukee um what a fantastic fluke to help us out uh it'll be three games with the Cubs four games with the Cardinals three games with the Mets um and only one of those teams is still trying to well no the Mets are still I guess in theirs but the Cardinals the Cardinals are a game out of the wild card they are yes they are there's like there's several teams kind of tied in that space right now it's very yep, strange. That, 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 sort the second,
1: the second, that first wild card spot is completely is out of bounds. So that's going to yeah. go to the Dodgers that's are why.
0: sixteen games clear of the the okay. not making the wild card. Okay, they're plus sixteen on the rest of them, but San Diego and Cincinnati effectively tied, mm-hmm. and they've both been four and six through the last ten. Uh, San Diego is ahead. They've got two games in hand, kind of. So it's they're seventy four and sixty eight compared to seventy five and sixty nine. So they'd have to split those two to get a tie on that. Mm-hmm. But St. Louis is, uh, I guess, a half game back now, mm-hmm. seventy-four and sixty-nine. They're half game back of Cincinnati and San Diego. Uh, the Mets are three and a half back. They're they're a game behind even
1: uh, Philadelphia. There. So yeah, <laughs> the Cubs are ten games out. <laughs> Yay. Well, yeah. no, and I remember too, like looking at the schedule early on. I mean, I remember us looking at this part of the schedule, like, "Ooh, ho- ten home games at the end of September." That's gonna be clutch because you know you'd figured they'd be fighting for uh, either division or wild card spot, and it's like now it's just like, "Oh, well, cool. I guess I'll go catch a game at uh, at uh, Amfam Field." Yeah, so which I will be on Kids Saturday night days. against the Mets when it's Bob eucher WWF bobblehead night. Yeah, WWF, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. One fun thing coming so, up
0: Tuesday is is uh, Peralta and Peralta. Freddie oh. Peralta against Willie is, Peralta.
1: Is that, is that is that a law firm? Peralta and Peralta.
0: Uh, no, that was probably somewhere. Yeah. yeah. The best thing, we got seven games left against the Cardinals, and the Cardinals really need these games, Uh, trying to keep up with, you know, there's, there are three teams within a half game, well, uh, you know, with a half game separating three different teams right now. And that's going to be interesting down the stretch. San Diego's going to have to be playing some of these, you know, Dodger Giants games, I'm sure. Cincinnati does not have to play the Brewers. St. Louis has 7 against the Brewers. It would be kind of nice to be the team that makes sure the Cardinals don't get in, wouldn't it? <laughs> Aaron, I don't know if you feel exactly like that, but that's that is my Bru- take on
1: it. Peralta and Peralta is a law firm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, there you go. How about that? Sorry, what were you saying? So it would be kind of fantastic. <laughs> that's what I was doing
0: to be the the team that's the reason the Cardinals don't make the playoffs. It would be kind of fantastic.
1: Yes, yes, right. I would love it. I would love it if uh, I would love it if the they didn't make the playoffs, and then um, the Reds and or Padres knocked off the Dodgers in the wild card round, and then effectively it would be just us versus the giants. <laughs> yeah. So the Brewers, cause have... I feel, I feel good about, I feel good about playing the giants, the reds, the Padres, uh, the Braves, uh, the Dodgers. I don't want to play the Dodgers cause I've seen that movie and I don't want to play the Cardinals cause I've seen that movie way too many times. So,
0: so there's 18 games left. The Brewers yes. need seven more wins to tie the team's best, record so mm-hmm. that's pretty fantastic we got a real chance here for maybe the greatest season the Brewers have ever played so 97 the best 96. No. 96 96 is the best they're
1: at 89 they're gonna they're 55. gonna beat that they're gonna beat that they I, I'm just still... set
0: the record for uh most uh road wins by a Brewers team ever they mm-hmm. they're on pace like Burns might set the record for most. Well, he's, he's gonna be in the running for most strikeouts by a Brewers pitcher. He's up over two hundred. Burns. So yeah, there's there's it could be very interesting here the, down the stretch. Yeah, unless unless they
1: completely shut it down, like you know, if they hit that magic number and just shut it down to keep people from getting hurt. Um, well, you want to like, keep them loose yet? Um, yeah, I mean, so with eighteen see. games left and eighty nine wins, like, I mean, a hundred's not out of the question. The way they've no. been playing since the All Star break. No, you got to go 11
0: and five and 11 and seven. There's just all you need to go it's 11 and seven on the stretched out. Which, and that's what they've
1: been doing. I mean, so I, I mean, I, I know they're going to break 90, 96, but. What? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think that the, thank you knocking on Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, you, you feel it like they're going to break 96, whether or not they're going to get to hundred. I, I would like to see them get to hundred. I would love to see the Brewers have a hundred win season because oh, that's a be big so deal.
0: It would be so good. But
1: yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think it's going to settle in between 98 and 99.
0: So. All right. All right. Well, let's get the last couple stories that we have and uh, tie them all up. in what we lovingly call our last call time to look around and get your bearings
1: it's time for the last call
0: all right aaron our last call today i want to start off we have wisconsin women's volleyball uh they continue to roll they beat up on the eighth ranked uh kentucky wildcats Uh, badgers Mm -hmm. still number two at this time they beat them three to one uh they they didn't get one of those 7-score games, but they did hold them to 11 in I believe set 2 I think 17 in set 1. Uh Kentucky came back with a it was a, seriously an incredible third match because that one, you know, it was it was do or die for Kentucky and they got a 28-26 win. And then Wisconsin came back got 26-24 to finish them off to get a 3-1 win. Uh, then they, they go face the unranked Marquette Golden Eagles, take them out just three straight sets. So, yeah, volleyball hey, continues hey, to hey, roll.
1: Hey, John, do the Badgers, uh, Badger, uh, Badgers volleyball team have a uh, rivalry with Marquette or not? I'm not sure.
0: Volleyball, no. I can't imagine they do. No. I've never okay. heard of that. I didn't know Marquette had a women's volleyball team
1: until you know now. I thought Marquette was a Jesuit priest. Yeah, yeah. Pair Marquette. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a university named Marquette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's in Iowa. Where? Oh, okay, good. Something oh, like no this. no 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 you're wrong. It's in the UP. Marquette, oh, Michigan. That's right. Marquette's oh, in yeah. the UP. In, there we go. There's Got a
0: it. university in that town, right? It's northern Michigan. NMU. That
1: is that is northern northern Michigan. That's right. It's go North, Wildcats. Lake, 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 Lake Superior States in Sault Ste. Marie, right? I believe yeah, anyway. that's right, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh anyhow, Michigan. uh in WIAC football. Everybody who is in Platteville won again. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean about it, but yeah, no. Everybody who is in Platteville won again. Three uh, yeah, three go. of the WIAC teams are currently ranked top 25 in Division III. Uh yep. Right now, Whitewater is ranked number two behind Mary Harden Baylor, which is, is not related to Mary Tyler Moore. God, yeah, we uh, looked
1: up Mary Harden Baylor last year, too. It's not me? in Baylor, is it? I don't remember. No. It's oh in, God. Ohio, I remember we, right? looked this, we, we looked this up last year because I was like, yeah. Uh, it's y- in like Ohio. Talk. Yeah. You keep um, talking.
0: Yeah. Then also we've got who else finished here? Uh, UW Oshkosh. UW zero is ranked number nine. And then UW lacrosse back ranked uh, 24th uh, recently here. And I'm looking at, they are in, they're in Belton, Texas. Uh, Mary Harden Baylor. They are the crusaders. And they wear purple, gold, and white. They have an enrollment of 2,930. They play in the ASC. So, yeah. Uh, One other fun Uh, point. UW-Eau Claire has the nation's leading rusher after two games. He has 490 yards rushing. Whoa. Uh, Rippin College, Connor Ramage actually has 281. That puts him at eighth in the country. So, yeah. That's, there's there's several good things going on in uh, WIAC uh, football right now. UW-Whitewater hey and Whitewater doing very
1: well. Yeah. Hey John, you know, my alma mater, uh uh UW-Superior did not lose this weekend in football.
0: This is correct. They have not lost in some time in
1: football. Since 1989.
0: Marquette also <laughs> remains undefeated in
1: football on a, another year here. <laughs> uh, the university of Mary Hardin Baylor is a private Christian university in Belton, Texas. I just said that. It, yep. It was, yeah. uh, chartered in the Republic of, by the Republic of Texas in 18, 15, 1845 as Baylor female college, the female department of what is now Baylor university. Oh, no, they are near so Baylor. You, okay. So you were incorrect about the Baylor part. The no, uh, average wrong. cost, average cost after eight is 24,000 thousand dollars a year acceptance rate is 87 percent. and john uh the university of mary harden baylor has a graduation rate of 32 48 oh so. huh. that was i was
0: not as far off as i should have been. <laughs> you,
1: get, you need to get caught up on what's happening at the university of mary harden baylor baylor
0: right. university itself those in waco uh, yes. All right. And the other thing, uh, American Association of Professional Baseball, the Milwaukee Milkmen, ha- have been eliminated. Uh, the last year's Aww. champions, September 8th, they lost to Fargo Moorhead in their uh, one-game playoff. Fargo Moorhead will now go on there playing against the Chicago Dogs. So, yeah. I feel I feel bad. We, uh, we
1: meant to make it over to Franklin because that's where they actually play in Franklin. Um, okay to go check them out. And uh, we didn't get there this summer. Uh, I'm going to make a concerted effort to get to a Beloit snappers game, a timber Adlers game and a Milwaukee milkman game next year. Cause uh, I would love to see old uh, base, old washed up baseball players play ball. Yeah. So fantastic. I think it'd be great. It seems like a really great environment too. So,
0: all right. Uh, the only other thing I'll say is that uh, the previously undefeated Wausau West warriors lost their first game of the season to the Wisconsin Rapids. Red Raiders go Raiders, uh, including Yay. one of the first uh, varsity tackles for a young Joshua Barnett, who Aww. definitely smoked that running back pretty well. I've got video <laughs> of it up on Twitter. Uh, Very nice. Nice play. Uh, but anyhow, that's all, all right. I have. Aaron, did you have anything else to add in before? I have, I have
1: one last thing, John. I want to give you a piece of food for thought uh, to bring up next week. Uh, you can think about it through the week. We're not going to work it out on the air here because it'd be a long and arduous process. Uh, a fan, fan of the podcast, uh, one Pete and major uh, U.S. Army, um, asked me today about if there was a movie poster made about uh, Wisconsin sports, the current state of Wisconsin sports, if there was a movie poster, who would be on it? Like mm-hmm. as to who would be top bill, who would be the secondary players who would be the tertiary players who would be the you know cameo players you know based on Wisconsin sports today so i think we should uh, i think we should digest that over the weekend uh talk about that next week uh right. because uh with uh with uh aaron rogers performance this last week versus the hero that is um giannis uh who is selfless in everything he does and just you know will the team to a championship i think it's uh I think it's worth discussion and uh, the fact that, you know, the MVP that was Christian Yelich is not that anymore. And like, what is the face of the Brewers, you know? So that, I think yeah. that'd be a, a fun concept to, to work our way through and maybe we should uh, talk about that next week. Yeah. we don't time, have so. a Badger
0: game next week, so we can see. <sighs> right. All right. Thank you everybody for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. It's, it's got to get better, right? Packers fans, but uh <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we're glad to have you with us for this wonderful week. Please join us again next week. Remember, you can follow this show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.